What is up, everybody? Welcome to NFTs in the Arena with your host, Mike and John. Uh, we've got a, quite a bit of talk about today, but one of the first things I wanted to get into is please like, share, and subscribe to our channel. We are growing. It's actually, we're getting quite a lot of views, which is very interesting and I think um, rewarding for the fruits of our labor, John. Awesome, man. What's that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, what I want to speak about is something that I was actually reading up on the last few days. And I think a lot of people that are well aware or in this Web3 space or I suppose or anywhere on social media will be aware that Snoop Dogg is an in individual that's openly and quite confidently put his name on the line for a lot of projects, not only in the NFT space, but the metaverse more so. And for those of you that don't know, Snoop Dogg owns the Board Ape and he's part of these metaverse communities where he's purchased land, where they obviously envision this land to be of significant value in the future, which is obviously up for debate and something that we can even get into ourselves. One of the things that I find interesting, I think is worth talking about today is Snoop Dogg, if you don't know, owns Death Row Records. And I think he actually bought full ownership or majority share or stake in the business last year. And I think it's starting to actually come out now as to why he did it, not only because of the nostalgia behind the brand and the history of Snoop Dogg and all the artists that actually performed under that label was his vision now from based on what I'm reading is the idea of essentially taking or understanding his plans to incorporate NFTs and other technologies into death row records. And one of the things he spoke about was actually taking like a classic record, which he made, I think he referred to it as like, I can't remember the song's name, but essentially taking a song that was really big or an album and actually creating an NFT for it. And he's essentially saying is that now the people that are buying these NFTs in order to listen to his old music or even new music going forward, have the right to buy it, own it, and more so trade it to, to make money off it, he said. He wants people to make money off his music, which is unheard of, particularly in this industry. And there's other things I'd like to bring in with regards to royalties and how artists are often really effed in the, when it comes to releasing music. And the, the, the distribution of wealth is actually not as equal as many may, may believe. So in saying that, Jonah, like, I see why he would want to do something like this. And he actually referred to, and if you think about it, is all those CDs you bought back in the day, you don't have now, they have no value. You bought them, the value is diminished. But if you buy an NFT, you effectively own that, which you would as a, as a CD. But now you have utility behind it. And where the utility behind Snoop Dogg, the brand, He's obviously going to grow continuously as he gets older and more, more so to where he will eventually die one day and naturally the value of everything around him will increase. Like we saw Michael Jackson and other artists alike, even Avicii. So in saying that, like, I believe this is something probably incredibly interesting that I would actually like to delve into a bit more. But like, what are your thoughts around the NFTs in maybe the recording space or any other artistry space or entertainment space well um what's up <laughs> how's it everybody <laughs> um i think that it's, it's it's a great move for for industry and for the creatives and artists um alike 
purely because of what you said to to be able to distribute and um, create equality among all for those who actually produce and create this this artistry so it makes sense and especially for the fans that um, this legacy can live on long after this person has has, has gone for instance and um, I do think to for 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 the creator themselves to to ultimately extinguish the middleman which is usually these big corporations which inherently take a lot of the cuts um, and yes these 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 uh, artists are generally very uh, well off but most of them uh, a large population of them aren't and used to say their 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 work isn't just as good or if not better and this is an opportunity to to distribute um creative arts and music in a way that's that's beneficial for all and also creating sustainability from a financial um, perspective uh, in the long run so yeah I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this and people can do it in their own way uh, they don't require large companies or distributors to actually execute on this uh, people can do it as individuals and this allows the person to be a lot more autonomous in, in the, the approach to market and i think it's great it's a great opportunity yeah i think so too dude because i think this is where the industry is headed where i think for as long as i can remember is that when you when you're buying music whether it was cds even on itunes or on spotify when you had to pay for everything now you pay subscriptions of course yeah is that people were buying these things, not only the, the, the albums and the songs, but also the memorabilia and so on from these artists when they're attending their concerts, they're buying a ticket to the concert, but they have nothing to show for it afterwards. Yes. Some photos, right? Yes, exactly. And that was obviously the way the world worked at that time. But like what he was saying, and it totally makes sense because this can be applied to any other facet like sports and museums and the likes. I think you can go wild with this. But like he spoke about, and I think this is, really where the world is moving and we've spoken about this on previous shows the tribalism the community that's being created and what what i see is that artists can now have the ability to give back to their fans and their audiences by allowing them to purchase the nft yes again gains them subsequent access to an event or to a an exclusive party whatever that may be but now they hold something that effectively isn't tangible but it has inherent value and I think that's the way so many industries will be moving. And I think you're, you're right, it's gonna take out the middle man. And yeah. you've seen a lot of artists like Kid Cudi, Ed Sheeran, all of them eventually creating their own record labels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially now taking, taking the responsibility into their own hands for the success of their career. And I 100%. think the utilization of NFTs will be a, a good method or mode in which people can actually leverage to further expand, particularly the guys that have no careers just yet. Guys yeah, that are just yeah, yeah. on the scene. hundred percent. Yeah. And this is a great opportunity for, for, for people in, in uh, white label positions to be able to onboard, uh, let's call them micro uh, artists for lack of a better term. Same way we, we look at micro influencers, like small artists out there that's are one brilliant all they need is 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 the awareness so ultimately those are perhaps if you want to look at a way of um doing what simon cowell does is finding potential 
through his mechanism, uh, be it uh, their talent show. Now there's an opportunity to look through TikTok. There's an opportunity to look through Instagram for this talent, merely by searching hashtags or uh, perhaps by word of mouth and finding these artists and approaching them and bringing their music and their, their, their repertoire onto the, the, the blockchain. And then moving that way, which kind of like moves from the bottom up kind of method, uh, rather than trying to find the main guys, because the main guys are already doing it in, 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 in their own way because they got the money to. Mm. Um, and I think there's just now an opportunity for, for, for anyone uh, in crypto, even from a, a, an investor's point of view, is to get in now early and uh, a bold there from. Do you, I mean, like, I like the idea of all the metaphor you used uh, when it came to like micro influencers. Mm. Um, I think I just naturally sway towards the sports arena by virtue of my, my main interest is that like today, for example, if you think about it, I mean, this, I might be just be, be talking complete um, shit, to be honest, yeah. but let's have that conversation where Manchester City bought early in Ireland, right? Okay. Incredible player, has a great future ahead of him, contracts, mad money, tens of millions. Yes. But I was thinking now, like a lot of football teams, particular ones that have a huge following, but they're just not doing well due to um, poor management, maladministration and so on. There's many mm. clubs like that. There was Newcastle, yes, that obviously yes. got birthed by Leeds. the Sardis eventually. Leeds, big clubs yeah. that with yeah. massive fan bases mm. where now the fans have lost a stronghold on the club. But prime example is Manchester United, right? The Your. fans have one of the biggest fan bases in the world and we just don't have control over the club in which we support mm -hmm. so i do think this is also going to become a thing where you eventually get sports teams becoming completely decentralized creating dials for, for teams, right efforts and yes. i think why i bring this up is because if you can create a community of fans that are purchasing nfts where the the revenue generation from those NFTs goes towards purchasing a club right yes. buying your club back yes. right that, yes. that is a way of doing something like That's that interesting. where now all those initial people putting the money into into um the nfts will own some equity in manchester united for example and now you will have the ability to have a say if you want to buy a certain player right now it's a general community consensus and i think that might be a good way to look at how the decentralization these DAOs can be applied to industries outside a typical business organization. I think that's uh, that's absolutely amazing. And that doesn't even need to happen internally. Someone can decide to create a, a token uh, or coin and it's, it's, it's white paper can literally just allude to that. We are going to buy back Manchester United and that coin can skyrocket. Dude. And the whole that whole community can actually buy the club. And it could be literally the whole, perhaps, if not, uh, look, there's obviously a lot of population of man United supporters that are probably not into crypto, but this could be a definitely an onboard mechanism. But at the same time, I think everyone that is in crypto that's a man United supporter by heart will, will be putting money into that just for the cause of, of, of trying to see how a community can actually um, execute on something that big. Because I believe Elon Musk is proving that. Uh, uh, I believe he's kind of he's got that kind of liquidity because of his his, his music crypto. Um, who's to know? Like if you're buying a, 
billion dollars worth of, of, of Bitcoin. That's mad gains if, if, if you're going up 15, 20% and, you, and you're trading. And so you don't know who he has on his team. So this is the thing, like um, this is giving a guy like that so much potential at that 44 billion <laughs> to just it's give mad away. It's mad money, dude. It's, it's, it's mad money, dude. That shit on the balance sheets is hectic. And you can only do that if, you, if you're a big boy in some, some, some space. And I think crypto is that space right now. It's just difficult to see how you got it right. And it's just speculation. But I think that this ties into what we were saying now. Like quite quite <laughs> substantially actually. So interesting. Do you like th this whole idea of of this inequality gap getting bigger and bigger? I think we touched on it previously, and I think a lot of people's mission statements, vision statements for these these energy collections or these dams or whatever it may be that's in this web people know they're all trying to create this narrative or um, this perception that the whole idea of NFTs, decentralized networks, blockchains to distribute the wealth now, right? Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, I think that's up for debate because you just see guys, yes, you see guys that had nothing incredibly, incredibly rich, right? Yes, yes, no yes, one's yes. telling the story of the guys that lost the big money. It's the same when your friend goes to a casino. Yeah, man, I made 50 grand, but how much mm -hmm. did you lose in order to, to accumulate that wealth? Yes, and I think yes. the same is, applied in real life but people aren't thinking about it that way mm. social media again will give you that illusion that a guy that's got an nft company or a guy that's created some form of um, virtual reality device or product is now in line to become the next billionaire yeah 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 in some ways yes but right now everyone is in this space everyone is competing and there is this talk of this potential collapse this imminent downfall not only of nfts and crypto so basically we know that we're on the cyclical path going up mm. i mean mm. only historical data can tell us um, otherwise and i mean i truly believe that so I, I do believe that the initial intent of these downs of crypto of blockchain it was intended for good mm. good reasoning but i do feel like by the very nature of humans it's innate in us to be greedy and to try and make money for ourselves and it's, it's quite clearly happening where these small select groups of individuals like these board guys are overinflating the price of the digital collectible in order to grow the, the community wealth. And some may argue that's fine, that's not, but I'm saying that's up for debate. Is it fair? Is it not fair? Is this why they're trying to regulate it? I don't know. Yeah, look, I think um, it's, it's, it's perhaps a similar model you'd find in business where, where you get people that, that make it and they just uh, hold it to themselves. And as you mentioned, it's innate in human beings to, to be that marble. And um, I think as, as that shifts into this space, uh, finding uh, wealth and affluence through, through crypto can be a similar mechanism in terms of how you deal with it psychologically. So yes, you are going to get those groups where, where they're going to be all about financials and uh, let's, let's get rich and drive Ferraris and that kind of thing. And then you're going to get people on the other end, um, like CZ from Binance, like if you really go into his story, it's, it's actually quite humbling uh, how, how he got into it, selling his apartments, investing into Bitcoin and losing 70% of it during its dip. Um, and then building Binance and now I think he's worth about 60 billion 
and that just shows you and so what is the lesson what is the lesson from that dude like what is your your lesson what is your takeaway from that because i mean that's a rags to riches story yeah yeah really. and for him he he wants to donate all of it to charity when he passes he wears a binance t-shirt to work doesn't give a shit about uh gucci and that kind of stuff and you can just see like when when you listen to him speak he's, he's one of those guys much like um jack ma from from uh, alibaba mm. and this is what i like about the 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 the, the eastern philosophy or worldview is that generally uh, it's 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 about being humane and being being a person that's going to bring value rather than trying to retain value for oneself and this is an opportunity for people uh, that are virtuous to 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 build in this space much like charles hoskinson uh, which is of ADA, and I believe if that were to be prevalent throughout the globe, uh, there will be this this opportunity to to create uh, this this equal, or should I say, an equal opportunity financially at least at a, at a subpar level. You know, um, I don't know what the mechanisms are now, but I, I do believe in the future there there will be an opportunity for everyone to 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 retain some form of. of currency whatever it may be through through nfts um that that will give them an opportunity to sustain a certain type of life and if you want to go beyond that it's up to you to do that but i do think everyone will need to have a subpar standard uh, of, of livelihood and then move there after if you want to become a, a very affluent rich person you have the opportunity to do that in different sectors and industry but I don't think it's, 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 it's fair for someone to be starving on the other end of the world or even down the road. And there's people that are bawling. And it's just because of this, 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 this uh, unfortunate nature of how the system works right now. Yeah, dude, it's, it's interesting. So this mm. is something we can get into and I, and I, I'll, <laughs> and I can, I can play the devil's advocate or I, I always just love to give opposing opinions. Um, so again, going back to this whole idea and this concept where it's decentralizing wealth, it's taking money out of the corporates like the banks and so on. We all know about that. But we've, we've spoken about this inequality and disparity gap. And obviously yeah. us growing up in South Africa and now me living in the United States, seeing how life is here, the wealth gap here in a first world country, what's deemed as a first world country is growing. And it's not as obvious because it's it's not have, happening at an exponential rate like we've seen in countries like South Africa or mm. most um, Central Af African countries. And my point is that I think people are saying, yeah, let's get into Bitcoin, let's get into NFTs. We're taking the wealth out of the banking system, but the regulations are coming, right? Yeah. You can really be taxed on your, on your, your crypto and mm. so on. Mm -hmm. But my point is that everyone's thinking that this is the best this is the new way this is a better way to live this is a better way to transact with people but we also know the adverse effects it's having on the environment currently and i do feel like yes there's a lot of talk of how they're reducing the likelihood of this negative impact going future for with future innovations but i was watching a video of elon musk and he was saying like everyone thinks that the world is exponentially growing in te te like in technology wise right technologically yeah. we are we are growing significantly in the last if you compare the last five to 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. But like some the guy that I was interviewing was essentially saying that it's like, where do you see the world like in the next few years or whatever it is? And he kind of 
dampen the idea that we're on this incredible trajectory where almost society thinks we're going up in this way as opposed mm. to this linear way that's going up and down. Mm. And that he said in 1969, I think, um, obviously they sent the first humans into space, into the moon and so on, the space race. And then for a long time, they were doing the, the, the space shuttles. And then due to a lot of the ineffectiveness, the fatalities that incurred and so on, they, 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 they canceled the space program. And for a large chunk of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, up until now, like 10 years ago, when he actually started making this more commercialized, my point is like a kind of plateau, the innovation, right? And he's saying that people are under this illusion that now, Technology is just going to increase this way. And yes, we can think that way. But he's saying you always have to use tradition, uh, tradi uh, traditional history to understand the more so the, the, the uptake from humans as opposed to the advent of innovation. Because mm. I do think maybe in the next year where there is this loom of a recession coming along and so on, a lot less investment happens in startups. So that stifles some form of economic growth. Mm. But then again, my, my, my question to you is now with the advent of NFTs where people can do contribute to a startup by purchasing NFT, for example, mm. now that buy an equity, will that now allow for innovation to stay on that same trajectory in which people envision? Well, look, um, this, 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 uh, this whole space is, is, is predicated on, on investment right now um, a lot of people require the, the devs to to be putting in the time and those people don't they don't come cheap so right now if people want to advance or, or companies in, in the nft space want to advance and actually build uh, to, to provide a great service when the the, the the timing is right when everything is fluid and we now fully into web 3 people want to be prepared for that we don't want to start building then so I think there's a lot of guys and girls out there that are, are, are busy typing and whacking it, bro. Because uh, that's where the technology is. <laughs> that's where, where the innovation is, is, is now in the MacBook. It's, it's, it's in the DAO. Um, someone sitting in the room can create something substantially uh, you know, profound that can make an impact in society just from a laptop now. No need to go and rent out a factory and, and, and start up a whole shop. Right now, technology is at our fingertips. We got ideas coming out of our, our, our ears and mouths like crazy. We literally just need to execute on either of them and, and be consistent in something will work of it. Right? And mm. this is where we're right now financing and, and people giving uh, other companies and NFT creators opportunity to, to, to keep building and keep pushing their vision will require funding. And um, if there is a downtrend in, in terms of people investing in startups because of this, this looming uh, recession, then you may find a bit of, uh, should I say, backlog in the investment in, in, in crypto. It's, I, I would assume just there's a natural tendency for it to correlate right now. You see the markets are down in stocks. You're seeing it's down right now in crypto. And um, we can't say it will always be that way forever. But right now, much like Ethereum follows Bitcoin in, in much the same manner, the stocks and crypto, they follow each other in much the same manner. So we can't assume that, oh, yeah, now there's going to be uh, extra money that's coming into NFTs and um, blockchain creators next year. Because there might not be. Uh, mm. But this is not going to stop people from creating. 
there's still going to be people that are going to sell their homes like CZ did, do crazy things for their vision. So uh, I still think there's going to be quite a quite a substantial growth in this sector. Um, just just because of the awareness, there's people that are that are devs that don't even know about some things right now, and they're only finding yeah. about it now and they're jumping on board. So I think yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunity, especially with Snoop Dogs and guys like that bringing it to market. Bro, you know what? It's like <laughs> it's, it's 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 I see it, it really shooting shooting through the roof and yeah, um, me too and i think people don't me have too. the ability to to actually keep up with that rate of growth psychologically and that's where the the real problem lies right now mm. is to to educate people at the same rate of growth yeah and one thing i would add before we end off is that i remember specifically in 2017 which is significantly late in this crypto game but yeah. To, to most people there, now, that yeah. know, it was significantly early if you think yes. about it. Yes. I remember no. <laughs> investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum, and this was when I was still living in South Africa. And it was like August, September time, or probably August, where I bought. And then just before the 2018, it dipped in December. For whatever reason, I took the money out. So if you, it's an age old thing, if I left it in there, where would I be now? But I, I don't think about that. But my point is like, at that time, I trusted my intuition to pull out and it was the right decision. And I often feel like we as humans forget that we should need to trust our intuition. We're always told we should, we all believe we, we should, but none of us do that. So the reason why I bring that up is right now, everyone is looking at crypto and NFTs with no clear direction. No one knows what this is. No one knows the true future of this. My point is like you and I are having a discussion, people that are listening to us have the same beliefs we do. This is why we're recording this podcast is to share our knowledge and way, the way we view this all. So to end off, I, my, my thing would be we've got to trust our intuition, man. And yeah, like yeah, you and yeah, I always yeah, said, it. it's, the long, it's, it's the long haul, man. It's the long yes, haul. And yes. Maybe in a year from now, episode 200, whatever, we'll be on at that time. We'll be having significantly different conversations, maybe with cooler, cooler backgrounds, <laughs> right? And you know what I'm alluded to yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, in say that, Jono, any closing <laughs> remarks before we we let go? <laughs> trust your intuition, bro. <laughs> yeah, trust your intuition. All right, everybody, like, share, and subscribe, and uh, look out for the next episode. Take care, guys. Peace.